The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. We're going to talk to Sean Watson's return. This is the press coverage show, our shortest show of the week. Uh, people didn't believe we could do a podcast in 15 minutes. I said, ha-ha, we can. Joining me to talk about Watson, as always, Tyler Sullivan, a.k.a. Sully, and special podcast guest, friend of the podcast, now officially, Ken Carmen. What's up, buddy? How you doing? This sucks because I'm going to wake up at 3 a.m. tomorrow and then I'm not going to be able to listen to your podcast because I can't listen to myself. So I'm just going to have to keep I, I can't. On. I have a, I, can you, so you are, you're a radio host, an yeah. excellent radio host in Cleveland. You have your, you have your finger on the pulse, everything. And uh, you guys right. are, it's you and Lima from six to ten. Six to ten. Six to ten. That's what I thought. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. If I did my prep work, I mean, I knew it was the morning show, but um, you're, you're on, you're on earlier than, than I'm up. I'll tell you that much. Uh, most yeah. of the time. You guys kill it, and uh, you are you uh, you you text me and Ryan Wilson sometimes about our commentary on the podcast when we when we go too off kilter on the Browns. You had you had as your uh, your it said Super Bowl Super Browns. Um, yeah. Let me ask you this: Do you think do you think the Browns are in place? So we're going to talk about Watson coming back and all the implications there, but let's just strip away. And I know this is hard to do all the things that are off the field. Is this Browns team capable of making a playoff run? If Deshaun Watson plays like we know Deshaun, Deshaun Watson can play. Oh, yeah. Well, they're three games back right now. So you would say, yeah, but then you would go, well, you lost to the Jets, so you have the tiebreaker. You don't have the tiebreaker there. You lost to the Patriots, so you don't have the tiebreaker there. So if they would have won either one of those games oh. and were still four and seven, you'd say absolutely. But since they didn't, it's it's very, very difficult to do. They have the talent. The problem is, is I, I think honestly, I think they've been, I think they've been a front-running team. When they were on national TV on Monday Night Football, everything was great. They went after Joe Burrow. They went after the Bengals. Everything was great. Tom Brady, right before Watson's coming to town, everything's great. But when you had some of these other games 
they would just kind of die in the second half and they'd wilt in the second half. And then they start blaming Joe Woods. So I, you know, I think that this season becomes a giant audition for who's to stay and who's to go mm. in 2023 around Deshaun Watson. Do you have any, um, all right, let's talk, let's, let's talk about Watson. So I got this text from a friend and it was Deshaun Watson's been reinstated and we ended up going back and forth on this a lot. Cause I like, I, I, I think people, he basically made the Calvin Ridley argument. And I, I think that like from a, obviously from a moral standpoint, uh, it, you know, just, you know, taking what we know about Watson, like it does feel kind of icky that he's coming back in the middle of the season. He's coming back in Houston. Like, I mean, people think the NFL planned for that. They didn't. It's it's really more about him, an accrued season for him than it is about, like, let's bring him back and put him in Houston because that's fun controversy. Um, what is the sense that you get? And and I can't remember if it was your show or I was on, I was on 92.3, and I got absolutely lit up for suggesting that Watson was going to get suspended in the first place and saying that he deserved to be suspended. Um, and, like, my Twitter mentions for Browns fans were brutal. What? Yeah, well, I think we saw. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because um, sometimes I do Fox's show as well. But um, the the like, I'm curious what um, what is the general sentiment in Cleveland in terms of how fans are embracing this return of Deshaun Watson? There are people who it's go. I mean, it's it's all over the ladder. I mean, the bottom of the ladder, there's people who are going. I'm never watching the Browns again. I'm done. That's it. There are people who say this is football, and it doesn't matter. This is all entertainment to me. I don't need anything. And that's fine too. You have people who they don't believe he did anything wrong. They don't believe any of the stories. They don't believe any of the allegations. They don't want to believe it. And part of me, I'm thinking, okay, but if he would have picked Carolina or if he would have picked Atlanta or New Orleans, would you really say the same thing? If he gets to the end of the contract and say he decides, hey, you know what? We've had a good run here. I'd like to finish my career in the South. Will they still say the same thing? Because football fans are football fans. So, you know, it's it's very difficult, Will, to judge what a person says now on November 28th and what a person's going to say in 2027, what a person's going to say in 2026. So a lot of it's emotional. And for a lot of people, for the Browns, you know, D Haslam's kind of let a lot of this going, hey, what people think is what they think, and we're going to let them vent it out. If they're If they're upset about it, we hear you. If you're cool with it, we hear you. That's fine. And they've kind of just been like, we understand this wasn't going to be the most popular decision. Understandable, which I thought was the best way to do it. So it's it's really been, it's all over the place. Now that we've had time to settle, I mean, this happened in March. That's nine months ago. Now that we've kind of dealt with the reality of, all right, no more Baker. It's a football team. And now that he's really, hey, I know he got a huge contract, but he did spend 11 games out. He did pay a fine. Wikipedia will always say something about this, no matter what. He, there are always going to be people who feel he's a pariah. So it's always like, did he pay the fiddler to some people he has? Okay, we're going to move on. We're going to play football and see how well this guy does. And we kind of talked about it going in, obviously, questioning if they can make a run or make a push for the playoffs. But for Watson specifically, you talked even, too, about auditioning for 2023 with the players around him. But what is the expectation for Watson now? I mean, he hasn't really played football for now for over a year, well over a year now. He played a little bit in that preseason opener, but that's really about it. And so what are we looking at here? What are we expecting to see from him? I'm trying to temper expectations. I think there are people who... (laughs) 
I really, I think there are people who think that he's Superman, he's the second coming, and he's going to be incredible. And I think there's people who don't like him and think that they really just want him to fail. And they, they expect four touchdowns, no picks every single game, one on the ground, win every single game, that's it. I think that that's what they expect. I'm looking at it as pragmatic as you guys are. It's been nearly two years. And in that game against Jacksonville, you could tell he was – he's kind of bopping around, looking around. He's a little nervous. And I think that he needs to get on schedule with people. And that's why I think Houston – obviously, I mean, we can look at the record and say, well, Houston's Houston. But teams run on Houston like crazy. You got Nick Chubb. There's been teams putting nine in the box against the Browns. I mean, nine in the box. You're not going to be able to do that if you're Houston with Deshaun Watson on the field. So you'll be able to use your tight ends well. You'll be able to loosen him up a little bit. It is, with the exception of, yeah, it's in Houston for crying out loud. From a football perspective, you couldn't ask for anything better for him. Sure. So I'm, I'm expecting just, hey, let's ease into it, get some wins, and see where the rest of the season goes from there. And so you're kind of going off of that, too. You're talking about Nick Chubb. Do, do we envision the offense changing – dramatically do we envision it changing just a little bit or you know until Watson gets his feet wet then maybe they open it up a little bit more what is the is there any kind of sense of how it's going to change or maybe even stay the same from going from Brissett to Watson I think little by little I think that you know Kevin always Kevin Stefanski is is always going to hold something back he did the, the year they went to the playoffs against Pittsburgh and he was not using Nick Chubb in the fourth quarter and people are losing their minds and I was getting killed that day the next day because I'm going, guys, they're not going to, sh- they know that they're going to play Pittsburgh the next week. They're not going to show everything. Coaches do this all the time. He's not the only guy to do it, and he's not the last. And so there's going to be things that we did not see with Jacoby Brissett. But I do think against Houston, because you should be able to line up and beat Houston if you're the Browns. Yeah. I think a lot of it is going to be nuts and bolts. There might be one trick play to see if they can throw some things off or just put something on tape to get somebody to, hey, look over here. But I really do think it's a lot. It's going to be a lot of nuts and bolts, off tackle, stretch, things like that. Get the get the guards moving, get them shaking, get them going, and see whether or not you can just run down Houston and then get out of there with a win, get back on the plane, and and get ready for the next week. Yeah, I think that's really interesting because you could say, all right, it's Houston, it's your old stomping grounds. You know, it, it feels like a little like like and just let try to let Watson cut loose. Yeah. It does feel like a little classless given that and one Houston sucks. I mean, they are like, I think it was Albert Breer tweeted this on Sunday, but it's like the halftime stats between the Dolphins and the Texans looked like Ohio State playing a, di- a directional college, you know, Eastern like, Michigan. Yeah. 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 Okay. Maybe like worse than Eastern Michigan. Like, like, say that. Yeah, it reminded me of like Derrick Henry's high school stats, where it's just, yeah. just video game dominance. Right. It was like you could measure the yards per play in inches, and I mean that's just Houston's just not very good. And Cleveland, you know, I don't know that Cleveland's an elite team. Certainly, you have questions about the defense, but the way, yeah, they're I don't, but I mean, like they're they're run, the way that they're built, they can absolutely just just blitzkrieg the Texans yeah. on the ground. Like Nick Chubb's, if Nick Chubb's over under is anything below 100 yards like take take the over uh for sure uh, very quickly i should point out that we are running a cyber monday campaign uh between 11 uh let's see from uh, november 28th through the 30th so the sale ends at midnight east est on the 11 on the 11 30 you get 30 percent off site-wide at store.cbssports.com use promo code cyber that's right you can go get pick six pod merchandise you see the qr code up in the top i hate doing it so whatever top that is 
to my left, I guess. The top, yeah. They swipe, they do that QR code, yeah. promo code cyber. You get 30% off all our pick six pod gear. There's some disclaimer um, that I'm not going to read because it's too long. Instead, I'm going to do a professional radio thing and point out that Kid Carmen from 92.3, the fan joining us, also on television now in the afternoons, at Kid Carmen on Twitter. I have a question. Fire the thing at the bottom, I did, did I didn't write Super Bowl Super Browns there. Did oh. somebody else write that in there? No, uh, I bet it was. I bet it was previously saved. It's not showing up right now, but I bet it was saved from a previous streamyard you did. Oh, yeah. okay. That's. I was, about to say, I was like, man, you're really enthused about the Browns. <laughs> no, that's a gag we did when they were zero sixteen, or well, actually on their way to oh. one and fifteen. Yeah. So it was born out of sarcasm. People were like, you guys really need to quit. Then it's like God. the the, hal- the halcyon days of Hugh Jackson. Um, hey, let, let me ask you this: Where, uh, what is um, is Kevin Stefanski? Like little, is he is his seat toasty at all? I feel like people have been complaining about him a lot, and, and like I sort of wonder, like how much does the final, the home stretch with Watson back on the field sort of impact uh, how the Haslam's will evaluate the the coaching staff and other factors? With the fans, yes. I think with the organization, not at all. I think it's zero. I can't say the same for his assistants. Um, you know, Alex Van Pelt's done a great job because I, I look at what they've done with quarterbacks. I mean. I think Baker was better injured in Cleveland than he was healthy in Carolina. I think that Jacoby yes, Brissett's Jacoby been – I thought he was going to be – I, I really thought he was just going to be a, a guy who hands the ball off, and he ended up being pretty good for him. And I so I think that that's, that's a feather in the cap to Van Pelt. I think that's that's good for Stefanski, but he's still the head coach, and 4-7 and seven is still not a great record at all. It's a bad record. So it, his name's across the door, so – he deserves criticism. And so for the fans, they're upset. But for the organization, things can change in six weeks. And with the Browns, things really can change in six weeks. But I don't think they have any plans to move on from him whatsoever. But when fans hear Sean Payton and some of the other names, and then you go out there and, you know, against Buffalo, you just kind of wait until Buffalo figured you out. Then you give them the game. And then the week before that, you just gave Miami the game. Fans get mad about that. They, you know, they get angry. They want answers. And when they when they see that their team, I mean, guys look like they didn't care. And so when they see that, fans are going to get really angry about that. So I don't blame fans for being angry, but I think that Kevin Stefanski's smart. There's as far as the organization's concerned right now, I think zero percent chance. I think the seat's nice and comfortable for him. All right, and, and so, okay, so the Browns, four and seven on the year, six more games left on the schedule, three of them against division opponents. Where do you see them going down the stretch here record-wise? Are, are they so you got to sneak in the Ryan Wilson special. We'll get you out of here on this. What's <laughs> yeah. the, uh, what's your, like, what's, a.k.a., what's the prediction for the, fi- like, the final six games for the Browns at Houston, at Cincy, Baltimore, New Orleans at home, at Washington, at Pittsburgh? I'd say four and two. They're good against Cincy. Ooh. I, they're good against Cincy. They'll play. They'll play with. They'll they'll have stones on them for these six games. They will. They'll play with guts, and they'll just make me angry about the first eleven games where there wasn't a lot. But I think against Baltimore, Lamar. I know everybody's down on Lamar right now. Lamar. Lamar's had their. He's had their number. No matter who it is, he's had their number. Washington's proven to be a tough out. Cincinnati. The Browns have always had them, and then you know it's the NFL. So they've left themselves zero margin for error, and we've seen a lot of teams just have these more. I think more this year than Sully than I call you Sully. Like I know you. Sorry, 
I, I, listen, I, like I do. I listen yeah. to the podcast. I, I think that with the, with these with this year compared to other years, there's more stupid losses as opposed to other seasons with teams. I'm like, what are you doing? What? Why did you make that decision? Like, maybe you're not thinking, or maybe the teams are overthinking it. So I was looking at the Browns win yesterday, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you're looking at. I felt better in that game as the game was going on because I kept going. Todd Bowles is going to punt. Todd Bowles is going to turtle up. We'll be fine because it's Todd Bowles. I ended up being right about it. Yep. Sad for Todd Bowles, but it's true. But no, you look at these six games, you're like, they can win every single game, but I don't know if it's going to happen that way. I'd probably say four and two. So that would put them at uh, eight, nine for the season. And then you would probably look at it and go, okay, who on this 53 man roster is a person who stays for 2023? Who's a person we can get some value from? Who's a person that we re signed? Because you know, Miles is going to be going into year seven. Nick Chubb's going to be a year older. Is it Miles' is year seven? Next year, he'll be in year My seven. God, I'm getting old. Yeah. So they got to they gotta get going. They got to get going soon. Too many wasted years. All right. Um, Ken Carmen. By the way, I point out, too, if, if they went nine and eight, like, it's, it's I mean, this, of all the, like, nine and eight somehow isn't getting you in the playoffs in the AFC, which is, you know, crazy. Because, you know, because the Jets are seven and four through 12 weeks of the season. Ken Carmen, listen to him in Cleveland on the Odyssey app, I believe, for uh, for free. Ten to yeah. six, six to 10 a.m., 92.3 The Fan, uh, friend of the podcast, at Ken Carmen on Twitter. Thanks, buddy. Really appreciate your time. Uh, go to your television, which you do as well with Fox in, uh, in Cleveland, too. Thank you. All right, see you, man. Thanks, Ken. All right, Sully. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I, like, man, I don't know what to make of the Browns. I mean, like, I, I don't, um, I mean, I know what to make of the Browns. I just, it's like, I, I don't see, I'll, we'll get out of here on this too. I don't see how they can't make this number big enough for me to take, to take Houston. No. It's Cleveland minus seven at Houston. Like, I don't think Deshaun's going to be nervous in this game at all. No. And do we have word if it's going to be Davis Mills, Kyle Allen? Do we even? I, I assume mean, they'll still go. Does Kyle it matter? Allen. I mean, you know, honestly, like, yeah, this is a, listen, we've waited so long. We've taken so much, you know what, by acquiring Watson, let's use them. Let's, let's show everybody. There is this narrative of, okay, let's show everybody why we decided to go through the mud and acquire this quarterback. And on the quarterback side of things, let's show people why I'm, I'm worth investing $230 million fully guaranteed and why I want to go after my old team and, and kind of stick it to them. The, there is that revenge narrative on, on a bunch of different fronts there. So this Browns team is extremely motivated. I, I, I would, 
I would put this maybe even at double digits too. And I know that's crazy just because Watson hasn't played football in so long, but he's talented. This team still is, is, is good. They can run the football and this Houston Texans team more importantly stinks. Yeah. So I sort of, I sort of go back and forth on this because again, like I don't, I don't, I, we're not trying to say like, I don't feel good about the Watson playing at all this season. I thought the NFL should have got, gone for the full year. Um, if I'm Kevin Stefanski, if you're Kevin Stefanski, are you, are you willing? Cause there will be a lot of eyes on this game. Like this game is, is between a, two terrible football teams. As you know, we talked about this after the pod last night, like this is a game we have to talk about in the recap pod. If Deshaun doesn't play, we don't even mention this game. Um, however, Deshaun is playing. If you are Kevin Stefanski, do you consider like play action up top to Amari Cooper on the first play of the game? Or do you try to be a little more subtle with how you want to approach Deshaun's uh, entrance to, because uh, I mean, like you do that, you do that, like, and it, it's a, like a 80 yard touchdown or whatever, like 75 yard touchdown. And it is, you, you are, you are, you are putting on the villain, the villain mask and letting, and just shoving it right down Texans fans throats. So I, I just sort of wonder is like, is that, you know, like, it, it, how would you approach that in like opening possession? Yeah, I think it's more in play with Deshaun Watson than it would be with other players for this reason. And it's something that we should note here as we're talking about him. He's been able to be around the facility and he's been able yeah. to to practice in some degree with the team, you know, not with the team specifically, but do individual drills it, in the terms of his suspension. He was able to come back a lot sooner than other guys like DeAndre Hopkins, for example. He had to come back like today, you know, in the grand scheme of things. Watson had a little bit of an easier transition. So I will be curious to see how comfortable he is within that offense that he's had this little bit of a cushion now that he can kind of get back to actually playing football and being with this team. So for me, that's why I think it's a little bit more likely that we do see him maybe show out a little bit more than just a normal quarterback coming back. From yeah, it's back. also like you could see the, you know, like the ownership, oh, yeah. like ownership being like, hey, listen, no, go, we, 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 you know, we waited 11 weeks, go make him look good out there, make everybody comfortable at what, like what he brings from a football perspective, give him the easy looks, the deep shots. Would not be surprised to see uh, Deshaun Watson uh, throwing up top early on that first possession, but it could be all Nick Chubb. Thanks again to Ken Carmen for joining us. Fantastic stuff from him. Uh, Sully, as always, you're fantastic too. Thanks. Billy, fine. Uh, for, <laughs> just kidding. For <laughs> Sully, I'm Brinson. We'll see you guys later. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Bye. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.